Hey everyone! Oh my god, Phasius! <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of State of the Craft. My name is Sid, as always. I'm joined today by our fearless guild raid leader. I always say guild leader. Marcy's gonna kill me. Um, comedy, say hello. How's it going, everybody? Long time no, no here. <laughs> That's why we bring you to these things. They're too funny. And Phasius, our main tank. Don't tell Tarek. What's Don't up? Don't tell Tarek either. I also brought... <laughs> Oh my god, leave, oh my god. The chair. Please. We're going to hear that throughout the entire episode, and I'm just going to go I, I, nuts. I can't do anything about the chair. I know, I can't ask you to sit still for an hour, so. No, no you can't. <laughs> uh, it's the reason why he's a monk with roll. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you like to roll off the edge, too, so that's always fun. At least there's no ledge bosses this time. There yeah. No... Actually, well, it's good. Bad things could off. happen on Iskar. Iskar. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Well, I'm. Well, I have kinda... a priest on grip patrol, so. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, and today we're just gonna go over. We're gonna try to be as constructive as possible with six point two, which means probably overwhelmingly negative, but constructive at the same time. We're gonna give it a quick overview slash review, and then we're gonna kind of look forward into the future of WoW because I feel like six point two is here. It's done. We hate it. Let's move on from that and just look forward as to what can fix the game and re uh what's what's the word i'm looking for like reinvigorate our our feelings for the game you know like yeah, fix it, i wouldn't make us happy. necessarily say that i hate the entire patch there's just aspects of the patch i don't like I feel everything like, but the raid yeah i feel like everything but the raid i'm not happy with yeah. so but we'll, we'll get into that why don't we dive into the raid first you like that segue yeah, that's that was very, good. very clever. Very yeah, smooth. yeah, yeah. See, this is why I'm the host, because I, I think of all these clever segues, you know? Um, so, yeah, let's dive into it. So, Hellfire Citadel is the major raid of 6.2. Now, I'm just going to step in here and say that I don't actually raid anymore, and my sub is canceled. Filthy so, casual. I am a filthy casual, and so, but I did go into Hellfire, and I did do, like, what? maybe seven boss on heroic or whatever we got before i left so mm. i do have some experience in there but comedy and phasius are still rating hellfire so they can kind of give you more updated look but let's look at the bosses first um from my overall impressions the fight seemed unique enough um there were some mechanics where they seemed to kind of copy over from other bosses but the fights themselves seemed different enough to kind of give them an individual feel to it you know yeah um I'm going to give my opinion just kind of like on groupings of bosses um, because like each individual boss, I, I've been playing this game long enough that there's not a whole lot of new mechanics that it, they can throw at us. Um, like they can throw them in different yep. combinations, different um, iterations of what you have to do with that mechanic, but you know, a lot of them are, are recycled, but the first two bosses in this raid are such a snooze fest brain that, off <laughs> oh my god like that first boss i just wish that we could skip it yeah to be honest. yeah because like, it feels like trash i want that trash. time back it's to actually trash. get to something else yeah you know? i agree um the second boss i don't like that one either um it just kind of seems like everybody's off on their own doing their own thing in a way and there's not a whole lot you can do strategy wise to clean up the fight um it's completely on everybody individually to do well and yeah. that's frustrating from a raid leading standpoint that you can't necessarily fix it other than be like look you you guys are gonna have to play better individually mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't mind those type of fights where there's the individual um 
like responsibility, but I do feel like the second boss is probably a little too early for it. Yeah, and then like kind of the the loot is a little underwhelming too off the first two bosses. And like if you look yes. at the time breakdown of like okay, we got to clear this entire courtyard just to proc this boss to come out. And then we have to spend how long is that first boss? Like 7-8 minutes because it's on a timer. There's not mm-hmm. really much of a way to make it go faster. And then you have this other boss jump down and then you got to kill that. So you probably killed like 25 minutes of your initial raid time just on these two bosses just so you can get to something you actually want to do yeah yeah it's kind of annoying now Fezius, from a tank perspective how do you feel about you know generally the bosses and the tank mechanics Uh, um most of them are pretty decent uh assault terrible uh iron reaver what the fuck boss movement chrome rock chrome rock's good council good uh kill rog i like Gorfiend is a snooze fest as a tank. You, 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 you sit there and you tank your boss or an ad, or a boss. <laughs> there's no, there's no tank mechanics at all. Everything else past Gorfiend, like all the bosses past Gorfiend, I like all the rest of them. I think it's fairly good fight for boss mechanics or tank mechanics, except for Gorfiend. That's good. So I'm, I'm having fun. Now, from a raid leader perspective, how do you feel about accommodating? I know you mentioned the individual fight, but like overall, how does it feel leading this raid versus maybe Black Rock or High Mall? Um, I think that this one is a little bit easier in a way um, because they have used a lot of the same mechanics before. Um, we've got enough experience now as a group um, since we're a fairly new group, you know, uh, about a year old. That we've started seeing some mechanics as a group, and you know it's picking up, and you know most people understand it. Um, again, I would like my first half hour back to actually do something interesting, um, or like have them like make that quest instead of skipping all the way through Gorfine, make it where you can skip the first two bosses, you know, instead because skipping that entire what is it six bosses Phasius with the quest. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right uh, yeah. from a raid leading standpoint because you're you start looking at like time commitment and you're like, well, if I could just skip these two, then we could tack that on to the end and actually work on something else. Maybe you know, heroic Archimon when we get to that um, instead of doing this. But you don't want to skip the first six bosses because you've got two of them drop off- tier. Yeah, two yeah. of them drop tier. So. It's kind of like, well, right now we can't even use this thing, you know, to skip ahead because then you're just screwing your raid members. So that's a little bit frustrating. But from like a strategy standpoint, from, you know, putting people in the right position, figuring things out, I really like, you know, the raid as a whole. It's just those two are the, the ones that aggravate me. Uh, I think the second boss aggravates me the most because, you know, he is the Michael Jackson of the instance. <laughs> oh, Every time he casts, he does, like, that moonwalk. It's awesome, so bad. It's, it's so bad. It's I was bad going, face palm, going, oh, my God. These tanks are probably, like, wanting to shoot themselves right now. Yeah. I'm just going to come into your raid and just start playing mum- uh, Michael Jackson music through Mumble. I hope Thriller. you don't get mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to the raid leading point, though. How is it? Okay, so we kind of discussed this a little bit, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, but distributing tier tokens is one thing, but now that you have these gears that are kind of staggered with eye levels, how how is that as a raid leader to try to figure out who gets what? Um, I feel like, I, I think you mentioned this kind of screws over EPGP groups. Yeah, uh, like we, yeah. we use EPGP, Ew. and 
Um, we don't use EPGP for tokens. We try to load all the tokens on, you know, specific classes. Like, for instance, Phasius had a really strong OP uh, four-piece for Brewmaster. And so we threw all those on him, you know, to get that bonus right away. Because we could definitely tell he was squishier. Um, oh, yeah. With the I changes. feel it, too. <laughs> so that was something that needed to be done. Or he's bad. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, the graduating item level in the raid, um, the problem that you have with, like, an EPGP system is that you have, let's just say, um, you have a rogue dagger that drops off the first or second boss, and it's item level 705. And it's a clear upgrade for the rogue. Like, maybe he was wearing a 685, but it's not his quote-unquote best in slot which comes later in the raid and he's like well it's an upgrade but i don't really want to behave my points for it but you know i need it in order for us to keep progressing so it turns into a weird thing with epgp because of this graduating item level and it makes it where people want to hoard points they don't want to spend points uh, for example like a, a wand dropped off of i think it was iskar and it was like crit haste, and um, it's not great for a mage. Mm-hmm. However, I'm wearing a 685. This thing was a 610 and at Warforge. 710? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, 710. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, you know, it's a 600 spell power upgrade. Ooh. But I don't want to spend the points because the next boss drops the multi-strike one that I want. And then, yeah, that's you know, I end up yeah. not taking it because I don't want to spend the points. I want to get the one off the next boss. So that hurts the raid. So yeah. that, to me, is the frustrating part. However, from a raid-leading standpoint, I like the graduating item level and the increasing difficulty throughout the raid because it just it feels right. You know, mm-hmm. It feels like, yes, I'm doing a harder boss. I am getting rewarded with better loot. It feels mm-hmm. right. From a loot distribution standpoint, it sucks. Now, if you're using loot council, that's all moot point. You know, they can just handle it. They're like, just take the dagger, dude. When the next one drops, we'll throw that on you, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which has, I like loot council. And I think I said that when I joined the guild, too. Like, I like that type of loot system because of, of situations like this, where you don't want people not taking pieces because they don't want to spend points and they want to hoard it for, like, you know, this giant weapon that drops or a trinket. But, um, yeah, it's that's got to be aggravating, even for the players, too, when they're trying to figure out, well, I could wait and hope that this, you know, 710 piece drops, but I could take this, you know, 700 piece in the meantime, but then uh, it's just, it's, ugh. Then I can't afford to get that piece, yeah. and then I'll lose that on the trinket, you know, because there's no possible way at this point. So, Which, yeah, yeah, it's just, it doesn't feel right. So, you know, Let's it's actually, something... Oh, finish now. I'm well, interrupting. You know, I think we discussed, like, um, you know, in our off time, you know, the whole um, um, t- thing with, like, Diablo loot and yeah. personal loot and that kind of thing. But that that could be saved for another time. That's a long subject to talk about. But Just loot mechanics in general? Yeah, well, just loot. It okay. needs to be looked at. Briefly, just go over what you said. You don't have to go in depth, but the Diablo 3 system is quite interesting, and I wonder if it could actually work in WoW. It'd be an interesting project. Um, I don't think it would be a good idea to do in Mythic. However, I think that in Normal and Heroic, it would be a good idea to only do like the personal loot, but re- get rid of that restriction that you can't trade it um, mm-hmm. within the group that actually killed the boss. So like, if somebody was sitting out of the raid and something dropped, you can't just trade it to them. 
they had to actually be there for the kill. Kind of like how LFR was at the beginning. Um, but I think that's something that they need to lift where they can just do personal loot. You end all this loot drama. And then somebody goes, well, I ended up with like two of these things. You know, I got one last week. Does anybody need this? Hand it out to your group. Move on. Everybody's getting stuff. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, the other and thing. And saves the raid time. Yes, saves raid time. The other thing is that, you know, they've taken away item level in upgrades. They've taken away reforging. And I think that's like really devalued loot in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think that with Diablo, you can break down items that you get and get a reroll. Mm-hmm. And you can I like that. Stats. I was just going to bring that up too. I love the reroll feature mm-hmm. because even if they brought it into WoW, it's still not quite reforging. But. Right. It's, it gives you something else to kind of work towards in your spare time. And I mentioned this too when I spoke with you, is that you can have some type of daily system or something where you get more of those mats so that you can re-roll a stat in your gear. Or maybe yeah. um, if they go really, if they really look at the Diablo 3 system, um, they'll have like, when a piece of gear drops, it has a range of what um, like what stats you can get, maybe from 200 strength to 215 strength, and maybe you want to keep oh, re-rolling that. Oh, that. But then again, then that's really going to bring back the whole like, it's going to give a lot of value to gear, and you're going to dump a lot of resources into it, too. So Is it is it a bad thing, though? I don't know. Depends. I... Go ahead. Oh, I've been playing a lot of Path of Exile, so it really depends on how... If you're, you're going to have, like, like semi-random stats, it depends on how large the range is that you can get on a set. If it's, like, a small range, sure. If it's a big range, then you can end up well, with, like, a good piece of loot that's just garbage. Look at the crafting that they've done now with the rerolls on crafted gear. Mm-hmm. So I think something along those lines um, would actually work. Like, where it wouldn't just be like, well, yeah. you're going to get all haste on this item. Um, they do split the stats, and one will be weighted a little bit higher than the other from the crafting. So, I mean, that's maybe something that they're already looking at, but. Could be. Yeah. It'd be an interesting thing. Yeah. But enough about loot. <laughs> enough about loot. Let's finish up Hellfire and just talk about the overall design and feel of the raid. Um, you know, Blizzard advertises expansion as going back to its roots, right? And going back to BC and bringing back that feel. I mean, we're in Outlands, basically, but before it became Outlands. So how do you feel about the actual raid from an aesthetic point of view? I have enough demons. Demons are good. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad we were back to demons and not everything else. Yeah, I can agree. How about you, Comedy? Yeah, a little less green would have been nice. Yeah, actually, um, that's a really good point. There's a lot of fucking green. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, I understand it. I you know, like it's green. Gul'dan's Citadel or whatever, and, you know, he uses green fire and everything's fell infused and kind of thing. But, man, green. Ugh. I liked how um, Blackrock Foundry looked. It had, mm-hmm. like, that very classic, you know, raiding dungeon feel yeah and you know once you get past like the the courtyard again it gets back to like that classic feel i like how they design the tight hallways and you know how they put the mobs in there and just getting all the banners for the various factions that are in the citadel itself yeah like it looks great once you're past the courtyard yeah (laughs) um yeah so any last remarks about hellfire before we throw it in the back no. Oh my god. I'm that ready chair to, to get on to, to Mythic. I mean, that's yeah. really when we actually get to see, you know, the full design of the, the encounters, and I'm excited to get back in there. 
So. Yeah, yes. it's gonna be fun. I feel like I feel like the mythics is definitely gonna be a challenge this time around. Not that it hasn't been in the past, but I feel like, um, I feel like it's it's gonna be a, a nice little challenge for you guys. And I wish you the best of luck. Indeed, you'll be back. I'll be back. Just probably not this patch, but I'll be back. Don't worry. I never yeah. leave. Um. So yeah. So moving on to the next section of six point two, we're gonna take like thirty seconds and just shout everything that we hate about the shipyard because I don't think anybody in this call actually likes the shipyard. And if you do, you can leave. I don't think anyone in the, on the internet likes the shipyard. Like my Twitter feed daily is just filled with the shipyard is fucking terrible. Fuck oh boats. Oh my god. All right. Well, let's let's dissect it. Okay. What exactly don't we like about the shipyard? Is it just the fact that we dump all these resources into our ships and they explode? Or is it is it just another garrison feature that we don't like? Yes, yes. Yes. Um, okay, it, it's mean. less interactive than going out and getting followers. You're just building boats, and if your boats sink, they sink, and there's nothing else you can really do about it. It's not like... I wonder if we would have a different perspective if they put this in with the launch of Warlords and not as a 6.2 major feature. You know? Like, I feel like had they put this in the beginning, yeah, we probably still would have disliked parts of it. But, I don't know, having it all at once, I, I don't like how that's a major feature of 6.2 and nobody likes it, you know? And it's, like, off in the back of your garrison. It's like, oh, the only thing that's actually, like, I guess that requires you to really do anything is walking behind your garrison, go over there and click a couple menus. I don't find Isn't that fun at give all. give you a four-hour get, trinket get to Shipyard get 3. Wait, get what? Shipyard 3, there's a table next to your other table. Oh, I didn't I, know that. I only go down to the shipyard to build boats that died. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> And I can't, but the thing is though, and here's, I said this too, I said this once before, but the shipyard, you don't get attached to your ships, right? But no. your followers, you do, because yeah. you keep seeing them, and when one of them fails, you get mad at them, but then the next time they get you, like, you know, a 60% success rate or whatever, and you're like, oh my god, I love you, like, I'm gonna send you on everything, or like Leroy Jenkins, that's a classic icon, or like the pleasure bot, like, everybody loves the pleasure bot, and then you come in here and you get cleverly Oops. named ships, but they just... Die. No there's no attachment. Yeah. There's no you never see them. Yeah, <laughs> and you never see them. That too. So yeah, we can just wrap up the shipyard here. The, but the one other thing about the shipyard I don't like, mm-hmm. and this is a big one, and this is a real pet peeve of mine, is tying a legendary right. quest line. Oh yeah. To oh, the shipyard, and you would think that they would learn from the previous expansion how bad people hated the pvp part yes. of getting the cloak now they tied it in with the shipyard it's like well we know that this isn't really a feature people are going to like that much but we're going to tie it in on the legendary and force you to do it that's how i feel about it is this so, now is this a mandatory part or is it yes. increased rng yes it's mandatory okay that's oh. That's aggravating, because I really do not like the shipyard. I'm already done with garrisons, but ship cards just... <sighs> Sigh. Yeah. All right. I'm done. So, are you done with the shipyard? I'm, I'm else? done. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, this is a feature that I really didn't see much of at all. Uh, I did watch a few videos on it, but I want to talk about the Tanan or Tanan jungle. Um, Tanan. Brief. Yeah, briefly, what are your thoughts about it? I actually never really stepped foot in there. I think I went in there, got the fly path, and left. So, I can't really say much. I've... When I have been out into non-jungle, I've enjoyed what I've been doing, what I've done. I haven't, like, actually gone and done a lot of the extra stuff because I haven't had the time. But mm-hmm. it just... I don't know, there's some things that are worth doing, but I feel like having... 
if I was playing alts more, that I have to have more value out of it. Other than that, I'm just either looking for toys, pets, or um, uh, toys, pets, mounts, or dailies. That was the last thing that I missed. Well, this is supposed to be the equivalent to the Timeless Isle, right? Um, in Miss Pandaria, and I wonder how much they successfully kind of recreated it. From what I see, it's it is a nice catch up system for alts. So like, I could. I could theoretically come back in a few months and decide I'm going to play my Shadow Priest, right? Hit 100 and just get geared for raid and then join you guys, right? I could theoretically do that because it's such an easy catch-up feature. But I just don't know what other value it has outside of that and cosmetic items. Like, I what what business would a Mythic Raider be doing in there on their Mythic tune? Getting the dailies for their shipyard. Oh, yeah, the, the shipyard, shipyard parts. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Now, those, is there anything involved in there with the legendary quest no see i wonder if that would have been something that they could have done maybe instead of tying it to the freaking shipyard they could have put something in tanan and actually gotten people to go in there on their mains and had other well, daily kind of like do. they had the world bosses in timeless isle that yeah you had to do and then you had the random drop chance of tier and such that kept timeless isle alive, alive. i don't necessarily agree with dropping tier off of world bosses and I've really gone away from that which is good but mm -hmm. I personally I don't like Tanan I think it's a an art nightmare I'm not an artist but mm -hmm. it's just artistically not pleasing really um, they okay. pack the mobs in there just a little bit too tight in my opinion in some areas um, yeah it's just it doesn't have a good flow as a zone and I felt I like trees. timeless, yeah, timeless Isle, like had a good flow for like where you were going, and this just no, no, it's just it looks like a cluttered mess. Yeah, not having, not having flying yet, I feather everywhere, and there's just enough trees and just enough random hills and the giant invisible box around Hellfire <laughs> Citadel that feathering is a pain. Uh, now, really quick. Are they allowing flying in Tanan or no? Once you they turn it on, yes, they should okay. be because it's just a like a zone attached to uh, I forget the place it's attached to. So but it's not it's there. Like, it's not instanced, right? Like you could no. literally just walk into it. Okay. Yep. You it's can cool. swim. You can swim there from your garrison. I've done it. Swim there from your garrison. Are, are you that bored that you're swimming there from your garrison? Um, I was looking for a ship part. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, moving on to the last part of 6.2, uh, really briefly, and I don't want to get in depth. What are your thoughts on the legendary quest item? I know we kind of briefly went over how it's tied to the shipyard and we don't like all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are your thoughts on the ring itself and obtaining the ring? It is very overpowered from what I've seen. <laughs> um, Comedy, why don't you talk about that thing you were telling me? Well, um, I follow um, Ferdy from Midwinter. Just kind of, you know, him and or him or her and sloop bag and a few girls others. don't play well. Yeah, whatever. Well, no, they just they, just they quit don't now. Us. You quit. Yeah. <laughs> um, How could you do this? But they were talking about the RNG of the rings and like he had going into this week, he had twenty-seven tomes of chaos, which is the final um, collection quest, and they cleared twelve bosses on mythic this week, and he now is sitting at twenty-nine. 
That's ridiculous. So we got two tomes in a week of 12 bosses. two tomes off 12 bosses. That is terrible. That's just ridiculous. Then you have, like, Method, who didn't have any rings in their raid, and they completed the, the, um, the Mythic race. And then you have other groups that have, like, two or three rings already. And, it's just ridiculous. Like, the RNG on this is just terrible. Like, maybe they should have made it a very set time frame. Like, you will have this in four weeks, guaranteed. Or you will have this in six weeks, guaranteed. And maybe, like, from a mythic race standpoint, if they do that, then you know, like, anybody that killed that within the first six weeks was legit. Yeah, you know, they didn't that's get, a like, lucky there's this time, There's raised. a solid timestamp of giant power boost. That's a really good point, actually, because then it gives those mythic raiders, like, four weeks to, to down it without that extra help. But in this situation... It's not, let's just say, you know, Method went in there. They had no rings. What if Paragon had gotten four, theoretically, right? They have such an edge over Method that's that's just, that's so aggravating. They have literally free DPS. Right. Just because right. of RNG. I just, I, I don't think that's how Legendaries work, should work. I haven't been happy with Legendaries in a long time. I you, liked, the thing is like. You either need to give it to them at the very beginning, like yeah. they did with the cloak, or make it where they've got enough time to clear Mythic first. And then it kicks in. Yeah, I yeah. I completely agree. However, I don't I don't like this whole legendary questline stuff. I haven't at liked all. it either. It, I, and I don't you know like what it. too? It it's also it's it's terrible for alts. So um yeah, maybe on your yeah. main it's probably maybe on your main it wouldn't theoretically be that bad the first time around. And then pick up your alt at the end of an expansion that you want to raid on. Now you have to go through the last two patches or three patches of legendary quest stuff. That's that's just terrible. I'm and then dealing with RNG on top of that. Yep, yeah, I'm not looking forward to tomes on alts if I ever get around no. to it. They're gonna no. have they're gonna have proc rings forever instead of the unused ones. Yeah. Um. All right. So just to kind of like move forward a little bit. Um. Do you guys want to talk about the the mercenary mode that's coming with six point two point two? Good change. Good idea. And flying, flying's finally coming too. But, but yeah, we knew that though. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think I mentioned this last time, but I liked what they did with the flying, where you have to now unlock, do all these quests or whatever, and you have to unlock it. Uh, I think that's, that's actually a really good idea, and it gives mm -hmm. people a lot of things to do, and it's a good compromise. I don't, did we discuss this last time? Uh, we may have. I don't okay. know. Okay. I, I don't, don't want to dive too deep into it. Was, it was, you did, let's talk about too long ago. I know. All I know is, why can't I grind my things? Why do I have to do dailies? Yeah. I'd rather grind them, but that's yeah. just me. Um, okay, so then, how do you, Phaseus, how do you feel about the mercenary mode? I think it's a good change. I've seen other MMOs do similar things. Like Rift? Like Rift, um, I don't remember if Sotar did anything, but I know definitely Rift, oh, Sotar had same faction versus same faction, which helps. But, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good opt-in, it helps alleviate queue times, because you have more people just in the queue, so... Things should go faster, barring, you know. Also, it helps address population imbalances. Mm-hmm. So. But now, WoW's take on it, though, is a little is a little clever. So, you you actually queue up for this. This is separate from your random battleground. Uh, and when you... Let's just say you're, you know, you're an alliance player, right? You're a human female warrior, and you're ready to go in there and kick some horde butt. But you queue up and they put you on Horde side. It doesn't actually change be, your model, right? You it, get to be an orc. You get but the orc racial. You get the... Oh, wait, you get the racial too? Mm-hmm. 
That's what they were oh. saying, that you would get changed into an equivalent race for the battleground. But does it change your model, or do you get the mask? I don't know. I kind of hope you get the mask. Because the mask is awesome. Yeah, the mask is... I want to go running... Like, that's... Oh, that's awesome. Because I thought Comedy <laughs> mentioned that before. Um, Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling that they were going to do something with, with that kind of cute thing. Because I, I see a lot of posts online, they're like, 90% of the arena ladder are Alliance, and the other 10 are terrible, and like, all this other shit. And, um... What's it called? Uh, yeah, it's... <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I like it, and I can see why people will be upset. I think it's nice for somebody who's just trying to casually PvP and just get some games in. I don't want to wait a half hour uh, just to get into a, ba- uh, a random battleground. Right. I understand that this is not for rated, correct? Oh. Actually, well, rated battlegrounds, rated. they keep your... They, yeah. Actually, rated battlegrounds don't matter because when it's you go in... It's same faction versus same faction if you want it because you're... Yeah. Yeah, so actually, rated PvP's had this now for a while. I totally forgot that. That was a total well, brain No, not, not really. Um, no? No. The, okay, so mercenary mode would mean that you could play for either faction, correct? Mm-hmm. A rated Battlegrounds team is still all one faction on the team. Yeah, but then you right? get the flag okay, that changes. No, no it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. if all that's queuing up is alliance and alliance and you're a horde player mm-hmm. you have no way of getting on that alliance team oh i see what you're saying that, that's the that was the big gripe from the rated battlegrounds people it was like well if you're only going to do this for casual stuff that doesn't fix our problem which is the extremely long queue time oh. they wanted to be able to go mercenary and be able to queue with someone from the opposite faction as a rated team and go in and speed that up. That is their major complaint about this feature. I don't know how much I agree with that, but I could see what they're getting at. Yeah. So that's that's a big problem that the PvPers are having right now is long queue times, too bursty, and just generally the rewards are just not that great, and they're trying to work on that. Yeah. But I don't see them going to this mercenary mode for rated in this expansion it might be something that they might explore later they want to see how this goes yeah holy yeah. confirm that too they he already said this is not going to be for rated at mm-hmm. least for this expansion so which yeah. a big change like that i don't expect them to they want to test the waters and they want to Absolutely. see what happens you don't want to like throw it all out there and then regret it yeah yeah exactly all right any closing thoughts on 6.2 or 6.22 i got nothing cool Great. i think we got it because that expand that patch is not just nothing. Ugh, tripping over my words today. Um, all right, next topic is I. You know what? I didn't have my coffee yet. That's More that's what coffee. this is. I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. I didn't I didn't make my coffee yet. Um, next expansion. Uh, next expansion has a lot to pick up. It has a lot to fix. It. I think people are expecting quite a lot from the next expansion, and we don't even know anything about it yet. So, let's start off with lore. Um, Comedy, you had yeah. some burning Legion tinfoil hat theory going oh, on. Every, everything is tinfoil hat. To everything from this point on is tinfoil hat, by the way. Yeah, this is all speculation. We're talking about the possible neck expansion being a possible burning Legion mm-hmm. expansion. If not this one, but maybe the next one. Um, the particular timeline that we're on right now, like, very uh, coincides very well with the Warcraft movie that's coming out. Like, if you've followed that at all, um, they're 
basically coming in what the Warcraft One era. Basically, Warcraft One. Yeah. Yeah. How can like it's it's very Warcraft One. If you've seen the uh, the leaked footage that was up a couple days ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if we were not on like an altered timeline, we'd be coming up to those events where um, Gul'dan and Medivh were working to open the portal and bring all the orcs over from Draenor over to Azeroth and that kind of thing. Now we're on the altered timeline, so it's a little bit different. I kind of wonder how that's all going to work out. Like, you know, does Gul'dan slip away and go to our timeline or does it continue on with this altered type of timeline or altered universe it's going to be very interesting to see how that's going to happen Basically, and then how it's going to it's, fit in where does Gul'dan end up when he gets shot through the portal right yeah. D- determines what happens right it's like a very back to the future moment you know yeah he got in the the time machine the delorean we don't know where in time he went but now we have to track it down and see what he's going to screw up. So is it like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego thing? Kind of, but with time. <laughs> yeah. Where in the timeline is Gul'dan? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's going to be interesting to see. It's also going to be interesting to see how the influence of the movie that they're coming out with is going to influence our game. So are they going to stretch this expansion out until the movie release in what is it June or July of yeah. next year? Well, I was going to I was going to bring that up. When do we actually think this is going to release because there's quite a few theories going around about a BlizzCon announcement because they they normally do it at BlizzCon, which means November, and then they're going to have that sh- short closed beta period and then that's going to be a few months and if they want it to coincide with the movie which releases in July, so, what should even say that the expansion releases in May or June? That's a year of Hellfire. So, I don't know what they're planning on doing. What do you, what do you right. think? Well, right, you know, they're going to release the official trailer at BlizzCon. That's already yeah, confirmed. That, that's pretty much been confirmed. Oh, it has? Yeah. Yes, it's yep. been confirmed. Oh, um, the movie trailer. Yes, the oh, movie trailer. Oh, okay. I thought you meant expansion. I was like, what? I would assume that they're going to do the expansion as well because, you know, they're wanting to go with this whole two expansion thing. And make you pay more money for expansions. Anyway, um, <laughs> so then you're going to have that development time um, for the expansion, which they're clearly already working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go into that later. But um, then you've got the beta time. Then you've got it getting released. And from a marketing standpoint, do you want to release your expansion three or four months before the movie? Or do you want to coincide with the movie drop? Does it really even matter to Blizzard whether it coincides with it if you're going in a different direction with your timeline? You know, that's the kind of uh, interesting things that we're going to see over the next year. I really hope that they don't drag this tier out for a year and have a repeat of, you know, Siege all over again. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll see a a severe drop, you know, in numbers. If they haven't already. Yeah, and then you're going to have, like, the trust issue with people who's like, well, you keep promising a faster content and we're not seeing it yeah yeah so well, we got less content on the same timeline less content right. for is, more is money on the same timeline that's probably what the complaints they're going to get if they don't like release the expansion in like may or something yeah and then you got the whole tenfold hat thing with you know once you complete hellfire you get into a cutscene which you know spoiler alert this, yeah you defeated all this thing and it's like you know, are you are these forces coming with you back through a portal to your present timeline to fight the Burning Legion? 
That's one theory. Um, so we just don't know yeah. yet. Well, okay. Yeah, we don't. Oh, go ahead, Theseus. I was saying we just don't know what um, they're going to do. Uh, they're going to stay and like fix Draenor because Draenor's pretty fucked up now with all the demon shit. Right. But let me ask you this then. Okay, so they coincide the release of the expansion with the movie, right? I feel like they would only do that if the two somewhat had the same concept or like the same kind of lore type thing. I wonder if... Now, this new movie, hold on, back up for a second, is like orcs versus humans, right? It's like that type yes. of thing. So there's no yep. real burning legion involved. I wonder if... There is. Is there? I don't know anything about the lore. I thought it was just the orcs and the humans. <laughs> like, I thought it was like before well, they, the Burning okay. Legion came over. Okay, so without the Burning Legion, you don't History. have Dan empowered oh, with his yeah. abilities. So it, the Burning Legion is everything. Like, they are the core central bad guy of everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, Except for old gods. Old gods are separate. We don't yeah, worry about those. Yeah, Not we yet. don't worry about that right now. But like... The whole thing with Deathwing was influenced by Burning Legion. Um, Molten Core was Burning Legion. Um, Firelands. Every, everything that we've been doing over the last three or four years has been influenced in some way by a member of the Burning Legion. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's culminating in, like, this whole thing of, like, the Burning Legion coming back. And it's like, but at what point are we doing that? Are we doing this in the unaltered timeline of how old Draenor is like in the movie mm-hmm. coming into the unaltered Azeroth or are we going to go to an altered Azeroth chasing Gul'dan you know we just don't know yet or is altered Gul'dan going to come into normal Azeroth and then weird things happen yeah, yeah. I don't know so that, that's that's <laughs> my personal theory of where we're going to end up because of like they have the knowledge because Cardana works mm-hmm. with Dan now. See, here's so. <laughs> also the other thing is that they're going to release their own chronicles or their own canon. Um, they announced that a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, ago. the Chronicles books. Those yes. are excited oh, for those. Yeah. And that's going to get released, what is it, three or four months before the movie? I think Something they, like they said. Um, it was going to be... Um, Probably around Christmas. And there's, and there's another tie-in book as well, isn't there? Yeah. That, like, yeah. this is volume one and it's taking from um the formation of the azeroth world and then going into all the way up through the guardians um and dealing with them that's a lot to cover yes a lot to cover and they're going to like make it official canon for the game so it's not going to be like if you listen to any sort of like lore podcast they'll be or um lore youtube videos They'll be like, well, one person wrote this and one person wrote that, so we're not really sure. They're going to make a definitive answer on all those yeah, questions for people. So it'll be an interesting time. So I'm excited. Yeah. I wasn't really much of a lore person, but now, like, you know, it makes such a big difference on your gameplay, knowing mm-hmm. why we're doing all this. So, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving off of lore, let's talk about some design elements that. Uh, I think we're kind of expecting to see um, things we were expecting to not return, aka garrisons. <laughs> They've already confirmed that garrisons are not returning. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. That was that form. was a while ago. They confirmed. Yeah. That. In their current form. That is true. They didn't true. say not at all. They said true. aspects of it will not return. But I'm fine with that though because there are aspects of the garrison that I liked. 
I, I just feel like a lot of it kind of fell off after a month or two into the expansion. Which is funny because people, when the expansion first came out, they were like, oh my god, Garrison's they loved are great. Garrison. These are yeah. the best thing you ever did. Like, are we going to see them return? And I remember Blizzard saying no, like, not in this current form. Um, and I remember taking that as kind of like a hint that they knew that these things weren't going to last very long. Um, but people were so insistent that this was like the greatest thing ever. The jump forward four months and people were like, I don't have anything to do. And I, Ooh, Blizzard knew I this. I burn my garrison to the ground. Yeah, oh. I, I would perfectly be fine with like paying like 50,000 gold and just burning my garrison to the ground and watching all my well, followers just run from out. From a lore aspect, again, <laughs> lore, it doesn't make sense for any of this garrison to come with you. Yeah, well, exactly. Right. It, you leave it behind. However, like we talked about in a previous podcast, I would like to see them take the garrison-type technology and... What Guild they, garrisons? Guild garrisons. You know, guild. give yes. a reason for the guild to do things together and to further that and put them in major cities. Yes. Don't put them off in BFE over in, like, some, you know, random zone. Put them in a in city. In, like, a phased corner of a city. That'd be great because then you could just have, like... Just think about all the cool little things you could do with your guild. Have a guild meeting there... Um, maybe like the heads of like the end of the bosses that you killed. So like if you killed, um, you know, what's his face in Blackrock, um, Blackhand, Back. you'd have his head hanging in your guild garrison. That'd be so sick. Like how the old dragon heads used to be yeah. for Onyxia and Nefarian. They would just be hanging there. Yeah, but you would have it tailored to your guild's progression. Then you could watch your progression through the tiers. I feel like that'd be great. Why haven't they done this? Blizzard, take my money. Listen. Yeah, it would be great to see that kind of thing. I mean... Just having, like, all the profession buildings in there for your guild, having everything there, and then having it tied into the city where you still have to interact with everybody else, like, to go out to the auction house, to, you know, go do something else, have, like, major hubs in the city so you have, like, that life back into the city. Yes, you may be sitting in your guild garrison, but it's not off in another zone somewhere. Yeah. Um, Now, what about stat changes right so warlords of draenor introduced a bunch of changes to the way that gear works and stat priorities and they introduced um these tertiary stats as well as they kind of condensed or removed some of the secondary stats um it's like well no, i guess they didn't really move go, it i'm gonna go with replace they yeah, got they rid replaced. of something and we got multi-strike and versatility yeah um so how do we feel about those and what do we what do we expect for next next expansion I don't expect a whole lot of, like, secondary or tertiary. I like tertiary stats. I, li- um, I like the current state of secondaries. I think we might maybe see... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Warforged or Sockets, but they're probably not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they have to do something about gem slots. Uh, I've been thinking about it, too. When... So when they came into this expansion, they said, we want it to be where if you get a piece of gear, you can immediately put it on. You don't have to reforge it. You don't have to enchant it. You don't have to gem it. You don't have to do all these things before you can use it, before it can even be an upgrade. Um, I do miss gem slots, though, because right now I think I have maybe two pieces of gear with a gem on it or with a gem Mm -hmm. socket. And it's like I have no control over my secondary stats at all. I need crit. Like, I, I need so much crit as my Fury Warrior. And I can't even get an edge to feel like I'm making a difference. I feel like right now when I get a piece of gear, I don't it it doesn't feel like I'm making all that much of a difference in my stats. Other than yes, some things are gonna be going up, but I feel like I don't have control over it. Does that make sense? 
perfect sense. Okay. I, I feel the same way about how the game is now. I think that they may have dumbed it down a little bit too much. Um, you should have a lot more control over your character progression or um, stat progression. Mm-hmm. And again, like we talked about earlier, possibly bringing in some Diablo-esque elements to that might reinvigorate that part It definitely of the game. give you more control over the, your stats, that's for sure. Right. Like, how many times have um, you looked at a tier set and you're like, oh my god, why do I have haste on like three of these pieces? I don't ooh, even ooh, use ooh, haste. That'd be me. Yeah. That'd be me. And druids are a prime example. Like, you've got four specs of druids. There's no possible way that they can make those stats work for every single spec mm-hmm. without like some major class changes. And it would be really nice for them to be able to, well, I'm a guardian druid and I need Master. mastering multi-strike or, you know, whatever they're going for now. And I would really like to get rid of this crit. Like, this crit doesn't do anything for Give me. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so having some sort of re-roll that they can do and make it expensive, you know, make it a gold sink, make it, you know, um, a mats sink, something that you have to work towards to be able to do it, not just... You know, sit there and just keep clicking until you get the stats you need. Mm-hmm. Um, make it something hard. And that's something that would really liven the game up. You know, make it where you have to run five mans to get some of these mats. Make it where you have to do you know, maybe an old raid to get. You know, just something where if you really want to min-max your character, you could go do it. Or you can choose not to. You know, it's mm-hmm. up to you. Now, if you're a top-end raider, it's mandatory. But for more casual players... They may just look at it and be like, that's too much work. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I feel like Blizzard could do it in a way where it actually doesn't just benefit the people who are going to do it. Like you said, in the dungeons, they could be running dungeons and helping out friends while still progressing themselves. Right. So. Yep. Um, but that gets into the whole five-man discussion that is long and tedious. That's so. the next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So jumping ahead a little bit, um, we've noticed that in the last few months and really pretty much since Warlords started, Blizzard's hired a lot of key community people. Um, I think the first like major one that I remember was Lore back in Mop, I believe, or was it End of Cata? End of Cata, it was end of Cata. I believe. And I, that was a while ago. I feel like ever since him, there's been a lot of really big names that have been hired by Blizzard, and we don't usually hear from them again, except for Lore, because he's a community manager. But, um, you know, people like Hamlet, Skullfire, um, Rogue that that Rogue Theory crafter that they picked up and people like Stephen Frost who did the Wild Star hype videos, um, they've all been picked up by Blizzard, and it's funny because it's it's a really good time for them to pick up all these class designers or like they are class designers, right? Is that what they're getting picked up? Skull Skullflower's got uh, got a QA job. Stephen Frost is I have it open actually. He's a design producer. I don't know what Hamlet got. I don't know what the the rogue guy got. But, but they picked Hamlet, him up for a couple positions. Yeah, Hamlet did what priest or no tank? Who was he? Druid. No. Druid. Okay. He, druid. he I just did healing in general. He did healing um, in yeah. general, right? So yeah, he's really good with numbers. Um, like, if you ever listened to his podcast in the past or read anything on his blog, like the guy is really intelligent. You know, mm-hmm. he knows what he's talking really good. about. Yeah, and he's just like. He can sit there and start extrapolating, even on his podcast, numbers, and it's mind-blowing, you know, like, how fast he can come up with that. And he's like, well, I might need a, a little bit more time, maybe, you know, an extra 30, 45 minutes to get this completely flushed out. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy really knows what he's talking about. 
So what do you think this means for the future of WoW with your tinfoil hat? I think that we're looking at some major reworking. Big changes. Yes, major reworking of some classes. Um, I know that, like, for Hamlet in particular, he had a um, a very strong dislike of how Dispriest were. Mm-hmm. And, like, immediately people on Twitter and the internet were just like, well, rest in peace, Dispriest. Mm-hmm. And that's not what he was that's... about. Like, <laughs> he was more, no. he's more upset that he's like, they have one thing that they can do really well. Shield. Shield. They have no other buttons to press. Mm-hmm. That was the argument. And I think that bringing somebody in like that that has rated at an elite level, um, has the the mathlete skills you know, behind it, and also understands how heal design and heal teams work and managing mana and doing all the things that healers do could really make us a good impact on that. Maybe somebody with an outside view of how all this works. Because sometimes you get in your little bubble as a design team and you don't see all the extra things that could possibly happen. What could somebody come up with to game the system? And bringing in people like this can really make a huge impact. I feel like the first instance of the bubble thing was uh, power chilling and fest. It's like, okay, we have this thing we can heal up or we just kind of bubble everyone and don't deal with it. Right. So, yeah. And so... I think... Go. Having someone that's been on that level and on like the ground floor of how these mechanics play out at the top level is definitely going to affect uh, a lot of class design in a positive way. Yes. And then you have people and like Stephen Frost, who's going to create all these videos and create all this hype for next expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's design producer, maybe not hype videos, but well, I do like what he had going in Wildstar design-wise, so it's still going to be really good. I think yeah. it's like a new edge for Blizzard. I think that that's something that they really should explore, though, is like yeah, when I agree they as well. do like a big class change or something. Maybe like how they're doing right now with Hots when they introduce a new character. I think the the latest Butcher video was, was great. really good, like where great. they broke down the strengths and the weaknesses of Butcher and explained it all. Like if they did like a five minute video on like class changes when they finalize, it'd be like okay, well. This is the Disc Priest. This is what you do. This is the changes we've made. This is their strength. This is their weaknesses. Thank you for choosing Blizzard, whatever. And, you know. <laughs> Thank you for your $15 a month. Yeah. And, you know, upcoming next class change, Warriors. Added extra button. Removed? Don't know what it is yet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, something like that would really help out. Um, not only from, a, you know, letting everybody know what you're doing. But just the community relations side of it, like, when he was doing some of those Wildstar videos, like, it was, like, crazy. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I want to play this game. I was she so hyped. Back it up. Yeah, but, like, if they generated that type of feeling with WoW and class changes, I think it would help negate some of the negativity. Mm-hmm. Like, really drive that down a little bit. It's like, oh, well, now they're explaining it from their point of view. They're showing them playing it how they want it played. You yeah, I mean? that's a really good point, actually, because then you learn what how Blizzard is intending to design the class. Because sometimes I feel like the community, or how they think at least, yeah, like yes. the community just isn't isn't on the same page. And I brought this up in a previous podcast about the Windwalker monks, how the internal Sims were parsing way higher than the way that the players were playing it, mm-hmm. and that's just it's like a prime example of them not being on the same page. 
So that's not the first time that's happened with Moonwalker either. Oh no! Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so. happened multiple times. But I just remember that one time where Blizzard actually made a post and was like, "We're simming Windwalkers significantly higher than the way that it's being played on live. You guys right. just haven't figured it out yet." Yeah. The hidden rotation. Yeah. Um, were you gonna say something, comedy? No, it's just you know it's good to see them picking up all these people, expanding their team a little bit more. Um, it is sad to lose those people out of the communities. Yeah. People that, you know, are very open with their theory crafting and are open to discussion. You know, it kind of sucks to lose them. However, if it means improving the game, you know, I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like, if you look at, like, the size of the Blizz team that just has expanded so much over, like, the last year, I mean, it's pretty exciting to maybe see what they could come up with, you know, in the next coming year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, I want to bring up the point that you we were talking about how some MMO teams, when things start going bad, they actually start shrinking their team, and then it just leads to like the end of the MMO, um, like the game. Yeah. Like Rift, for example, um, when Rift started Rift losing, yeah, when they started losing people, they just start cutting or losing subs. They just start cutting their design team, and I think they're towards the end when I stopped playing it. They were down to like three or four people actually doing any sort of coding on the game and like one community manager and they were wondering why people weren't continuing to play it's like well you can't push out enough content with four people working on it it's just not (laughs) possible yeah but look at blizzard see blizzard has a 10 year old game right they have this really successful mmo and they keep expanding their team even when the subs are going down in, in miss pandaria and the subs are looking terrible in warlords they expand the team because they know that they need that support. Yeah, well, like, when they first um, made the game, they had a huge design team, they hit a huge programming team, and they cut those people. Um, because, again, the game was made, yep, here it is, and they didn't necessarily think about the expansion. Mm-hmm. What know? now? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. then they it took them, like, two, two and a half years to get that expansion out yeah that's a long time in like today's standards mm-hmm. and then they started hiring people um in wrath and lich king you know starting to rebuild that team because they realized hey we need more people we mm-hmm. need to like speed this up because people aren't going to stick around for two or two and a half year expansions that's just not going to happen anymore yeah so they have this ramp up time like you hire these people they got to learn the systems they got to you know, get in with the team. They got to reorganize it, and when you add that many people, you have to learn how to manage them, and that's a big process. So, you know, we're just now starting to see the dividends of hiring all those people, and I think it will only get better in that respect. So, mm-hmm. and Blizzard's even said that too. Like, we're not just speculating here. They've said that they've hired all these people, and that they needed time mm-hmm. to to learn the system because there was like a huge huge amount of hiring in mop and they were like yeah we're hiring them all for warlords but it's going to take them time to learn the way that we do things and make sure that they're up to our quality standards because blizzard's that type of company too they're not gonna they will never release anything that they don't feel is up to their quality like their their standards um while i think that there's definitely a lack of content i can't say that any of the content is is poor you know right um so yeah i i feel like blizzard's definitely going the right way i just next expansion is definitely going to be like everybody's looking to this next expansion right yeah like there's 
enough stuff out there competition-wise that the next expansion, they need it to be good or they're going to lose a lot more people. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is going to be the initial spike is every expansion, but maintaining off of that... They, they they need to hit they need to hit it yeah because look at look at warlords right they got that three million player increase that they didn't even expect to happen and then within that first quarter they lost three million they couldn't keep anyone around and I'm I'm nervous to see these new numbers probably because I'm one of them but the new the new quarter numbers are gonna be really telling to see like how many people are gonna stick around and like I guess give Blizzard their money I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting. The interesting thing about the numbers is, it'd be nice to see, and this is something that they'll never release, obviously. Oh, yeah. how much is WoW token? How much is paid? No, how much oh, yeah. is the reason why people are quitting? Oh yeah, right. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to know. It's like, is it because of PvP? Is it because of the legendary quest line? Because sometimes you know, for people, that's overwhelming to get caught up. Mm-hmm. Even though they put in catch-up mechanics now that make it a lot faster. But, I mean, so how much is that? How much of it is they like to play alts? And, again, the legendary quest line is not exactly alt-friendly at the beginning. too. How much of it is garrisons? You know, and how much of that is going to influence upcoming design? So, I don't know. I wasn't too worried about the three million loss because I was like, well... You know, most of those people quit for a reason, mm-hmm. and those reasons are still there. Mm-hmm. You know, just changing stuff in the game is not going to change the reasons why those people quit in the first place. They yeah. mainly subbed to see the story, see the game again, maybe relive some, you know, old past glory, and then they went back to their lives, you know? Yeah. Like, well... And that's going to happen every just, expansion. It's yeah. not even like it was just Warlords. I just think that Warlords versus other expansions had had a really quick paced start and just couldn't hold people to the game versus like other ones um yeah yeah. and the audience is maturing as well yeah so i mean they've been around for now 10 years and you've got a lot of people that maybe started when they were like 15 16 years old that's me they're that's me just finishing college and they're starting to get that first job moving towards a career and they got to focus on it, you know. And they got to cut time. That's yeah. me. You have to find, well, what is sucking a lot of my time? And this is usually one of the first things to go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I could be making $20,000 a year on this crappy-ass job just so I can raid. Or I can actually make something of myself and get the $50,000 a year job and just not play the game anymore. That would be nice. So... Um, all right. I mean, well, that's an extreme example, but you know what I mean. No, 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 no. I, I, I get you. And, and I like my game. And, no, but it's funny because I'm I'm in that group. Like, I started playing. I got this game for my 16th birthday. And now I'm what? I'm turning 23 this year. And I have, I just graduated school like a year ago. And now I have a job. And it's like going from high school into college, now into a full-time job. I see, I just see how much this, this game used to take up in my life and how much it's taking up now. Like, it went from me putting in 40, 50 hours a week to now literally six. And, well, now none. But before I quit, I was only logging on for raid. And it was still just, it was a lot for me. So, it's just, times change, your audience has matured. You have to be able to grab those lower, like, younger kids in. Which, Mm -hmm. if you look at the market, when it's saturated with games, free-to-play games, like League of Legends, and all these MOBAs that are 
rising up. And then you have the like, Guild Wars. Or Path of Exile. Yeah, I mean, you have other MMO. Wildstar is going free to play. And if I was, you know, a 16-year-old kid with no with no money, right? My parents are going to pay for my games. They're not going to want to pay a sub fee, right? So mm. why not play one of these free games? You pay 60 bucks and you get Guild Wars. Wild Token's the beginning. Wild Token, that, yeah. Yeah, this well, is true. But what if you're a completely new player, right? And you're trying to get into the game for the first time. You're not going to have the money for a WoW token. So, um, I don't know. I just I, It's a completely different market. Um, I think WoW can definitely stick around. I think they're going to stay the kings of MMOs anyway. But, and I hate to say this because I, I feel like I always sound like a hypocrite. Because I always say WoW's not dying. But it's, it's, on, it's on the decline, I want to say. Overall, well, and a medium. Yes, it's on decline. But if you look at the MMO genre as a whole it's on a decline oh yeah yeah that's true if you look at the overall numbers of how many people play mmos versus how many play wow and then you watch the decline overall and with wow i would almost say that it's staying within ratio no yeah i i guess that's how i should put it um i don't think it's wow really doing it to itself as much i just think it's the market and wow is just having trouble keeping up but it's, I, I don't think it's like Blizzard themselves driving their game to the ground, if that makes any sense. I think it's just trying to the adapt. Mar- the market versus the, the current state of the game, pretty much. The state of the craft. State of the craft. Yes. Yeah. All right, state well, let's let's segue out into our closing remarks. Um, segue! Segue, yeah. See, I'm so good at these. Seven episodes in, I'm like, professional with our segues. It's like you went to I mean, school for this stuff. Almost your, yeah, it's almost your job. Wait, I did go to school for that. I guess mm. I did in a way. Yeah. Can you blur out my voice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at blurs, not gonna lie. To quite a few of them. Well, um, so good, you get carpal tunnel. Uh, yeah, actually, I... Actually, now that I think about it, that could be part of the reason. I wonder mm-hmm. if I can uh, do anything about that. Yeah. Um, Workman's okay. comp. Huh? Workman's comp. <laughs> Worker's comp, yes, let's do it. Uh, okay, so... Any closing remarks on 6.2? Really quick things that you want to say. How much you hate the shipyard, ETC. ETC is in, in POTS. Come <sighs> on now. Vezius? It's, it's a good band. I don't know. He's also a good HOTS hero. Yes, he is. Which, we have to play yes. HOTS. Have I, don't have, I don't have time. I play Final Fantasy. Oh my god. Well, that's, well. that's a good example of you <laughs> playing another MMO. Mm-hmm. But that's for I mean, another day. I would just say that, like... My overall opinion of, of 6.2, just from a rating standpoint, is I enjoy it except for the first two bosses, like I said. Um, I didn't really need all this extra content because, again, we only raid six hours a week. And I don't want to have to feel compelled to log in every day and do this or that. Even though it's just yeah. you know an hour here and there, I still don't want to feel like it's required for me to raid um, and it's really not either. Like I haven't yeah. done it in a couple of days, so which is good. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't even bother like the first two weeks to even do any of that stuff. I'm just like, it's just, it's too much for me to deal with right now. I'll do it later. But I don't know. Yeah, overall, the patch was fine, raid wise, fine. But the rest of it, I just wish that it wasn't tied in to your PVE progression. Yeah, at least we don't have to do Battlegrounds and wait a half hour in queue, right? Right. Just to lose? To lose at Silver Shard Mines. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well... Oh, kill me. For my closing remarks, all I'm going to say is, yes, I do not play WoW anymore, but... Casual. I, I, I'm not even a casual, because I don't even play. I can't play WoW casually. Exactly. That's my issue, is that I can't Traitor. play this game casually. 
Traitor. You're too casual to even be casual. Yeah. So You're not good at this. So, You're so in love with Ghost Crawler, you had to go play his game. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Listen, I I was always a Ghost Crawler supporter. Okay, for the most part, I supported him and I liked him because um, he was always open. But that's again for another day. I just have to close out this episode. Okay, mm-hmm. let me focus and close out this episode. Um. Now I forgot where I was going with this. Yes. Success. <sighs> Shout out. Oh, I quit. Yeah. So I quit, but. I've quit in the past, too, but mainly just because of school reasons. But um, I keep up with the times, so I'm probably still going to try to put out a podcast here and there, but there's definitely no schedule, and it's definitely... I can't even tell you how many I'm going to do. I'm also having SoundCloud issues, because they limited me on how much time I could upload. So I have to, like, delete an episode to get this one up. Um, But, yeah. So, to wrap it up... um, I'm still looking forward to the next expansion, and I really hope that it can revitalize my love for the game. And not take as much time out of it. Always will. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely resub and buy it. Like, I don't think that's a question. Exactly. But it's uh, it's sticking around is the issue. You'll be back after summer's over. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope I am. But, okay. So, yeah. Where can we find you guys on Twitter? On the tweeter? The tweeter? The tweeter. The tweeter. This is twitter.com. up. Yeah, twitter.com slash phases, at phases, P-H-A-Z-I-U-S. You can also follow me on Twitch, which is twitch.com oh, yeah, slash phases. I'm currently streaming a WoW raids, uh, my Final Fantasy raids, and a lot of Path of Exile, because that just launched an expansion, and I love the crap out of that game. Awesome. And it's free. It's free. It's if you free? like Diablo, it's free. If you like Diablo games, go play it. Awesome. Now, Comedy, where can we find you? I don't stream. Um, That's unfortunate. I... Yeah, yeah. Stream Panda. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be a stream the dog. A dog cam. cam on Panda's head, just run around <laughs> everywhere. Um, but I'm on uh, Twitter at comedy seventy nine. Um, mostly just making fun of Sid and you know her <laughs> lifestyle that, that's and such. About it. So yeah. it's usually funny. Um, a lot of inside jokes, but I just try to keep up with things on Twitter. If you ever need to get a hold of me, that's probably the best way of doing it since i'm at work a lot so or if you want to join the guild which is oh, gear yeah. grind on airy peak us alliance side yeah. i got good at that i memorized oh, yeah. that oh yeah you uh you did all, a lot of our recruiting messages yeah so. which oh i need to update those threads unless you made new ones yeah so but, yeah. yeah um just again if you need to get a hold of me that's where it is um so that's about all i've got cool and i'm at bt sid as, as I am on every media platform. Banana Chicken Sid. Yeah, or it could stand Wait. for something else, too, but I can't, I'm going to leave it off my chicken, podcast. Okay, Turkey. today's lesson, ch- thank you, but chicken starts with a T. What? All right, I think we need to close this, because we're all going nuts. <laughs> all right, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys, for um, being on the podcast this week. Uh, I hope you had a, a good time, and I'll see you guys next time, which may be a month from next. now. I don't know. It'll be next time. Peace out. Bye.